Welcome to the Retirement Planning Guy podcast, a show designed to help retirees and pre-retirees live an awesome retirement. Your host is Jim Martin, financial advisor and author of the Retirement Playbook. Jim discusses ideas, strategies, and techniques to help you live your ideal retirement. So sit back, turn the volume up, and enjoy the show, because we begin right now. I just don't want to run out of money. I hear that over and over again. It's the most common things financial advisors hear is, how do I make sure that I never run out of money? That's what we're talking about today on the Retirement Planning Guy podcast. Folks, my name is Jim Martin. I'm your host, and I'm happy to be with you today. We're going to dive deep on the things you need to do to ensure that you don't run out of money in retirement. And it's a real concern people have. You know, folks are living longer. And because you're living longer, you have to make your money last longer. Because you have to make your money last longer, you have to do a little bit more math. You might have to work longer. There's a lot of things that can happen over the next 20 or 30 years in retirement. And we're going to talk about some things you can do today tomorrow and in the near future to make sure you're on the right track to ensure you never run out of money. But before we get started, as always, let's hear from our compliance guys. Our employers, or employers, yeah, feels like it sometimes, but our attorneys would like you to know that this show is for informational purposes only. And while we put a lot of time and money into verifying all of the information, mistakes can't happen. So please, before you take any actions, make sure you consult with a qualified CPA, a financial advisor, and attorney. And one last reminder, this show is just for informational purposes only. There is no advice given. It is for entertainment. So thanks for listening. I hope you're going to get a lot out of today's show because this is the concern that most retirees have. You know, I ask, we do a lot of workshops. I get up and sit in front of people and teach classes. And I, one of the questions I always like to ask people is, hey, what, what, what do you think the, the number one concern retirees have is? And people don't really want to answer because they're a little nervous about saying things in front of a big group. But when we really get down to it, they say, you know, I just don't want to run out of money. Jim, I just don't want to run out of money. And, and I get it. You know, like the idea of potentially run out of money is really scary. It's really scary. And here's the biggest problem is that if you're going to run out of money, you really don't know that on the front end. So what I mean by that is if you're 60, you might not actually run out of money until you're 80 years old. And you might not have even realized it until you're 72 years old. And that's a really scary kind of place for retirees to be. So I want to walk you through some steps today to help ensure that you don't run out of money. So let's start with the first first things first. Look, you're going to need to have an income plan. And what I mean by that is before you retire, you need to do the math. You really need to take a hard look at all your assets and understand, based upon the assets, how much income it can create. Now, some things you can do before that, and we're going to dive deeper into that as we go through, but here are some real basic things you can do on the first eh, kind of first step as we're talking about it. You need to have a budget. Like, if you're 60 years old, you should know where your money's going. But you'd be surprised on how many people, they have no concept of how much money they spend and where it goes. And gosh, you tell them they're bringing home $5,000 a month, and they, they think that they're living on two, but there's no money left over at the end of the month. So this is a real concern that a lot of people have, is that they're not really sure where their money's going. Now, I'm not here to tell you that you need to create some 
line item by line item budget where you're going to budget in a cup of coffee at 7-Eleven. I don't do that. I don't expect other people to do it, but you certainly could. But we do need to have an idea of how much money we need to spend. How, where do we spend it? How much of it is discretionary and how much of it is just money that we have to have for essential expenses? And let's walk through what essential expenses are as you're beginning to create your budget because a lot of people have different terms and definitions for this. Food, shelter, taxes, insurances, you know, the things you're going to need for basic necessity. You can throw in a cell phone and cable if you need to in there. Those are your essential expenses. Now, I've been doing this a long time. What I've found are most people will need between two to $3,000 a month for their essential expenses. Now, some people are saying, dude, you are so wrong, dude. Well, let me tell you that getting your hair colored is not an essential expense. And, you know, putting uh, premium gas in your BMW is not an essential expense. Uh, a lot of things that people view as essential probably aren't. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't have those in your budget. I, I'm not here to judge. I think that's fine. If you can afford it, by all means, drive any car you want. There's no reason not to do that. But we start with our essential expenses, and then we figure out what is all that discretionary. Again, going to Cancun every year is not essential, although you might love it and really, really want to do it. Um, but you want to do you do want to factor that in just to make sure um, as a discretionary expense. So add up all your discretionary then. So you add up all of your essential, all of your discretionary, and figure out how much money do you need. So that's the first step. And then once you've figured out how much money you need, you need to figure out how much money do you have coming in. Like, you know, what does your portfolio, what's it going to do for you? So then you take a look at all of the money you've saved and add up your social security and any rental income or annuity income or pension income. And you start to get an idea of what you're going to need in retirement. Now, I'm not going to go through the financial planning steps of how to allocate those dollars. That's not today's show. But the very first thing we want to do is we want to make a budget. And we really want to have that. We really want to have an idea. So how much are we going to need? Then the next thing we want to do is create an income plan where we add up all of our social security and all of our, our pensions and annuities and investment income. And we want to know how much is our, how much is our portfolio going to be to, able to generate? And then we've got to really take a hard look and say, okay, do we have enough? Is there a gap there or do I have such a big surplus? I'm in really good shape. And I think that's really important. The things we've got to be really aware of inside of that investment plan is that, let's be honest, guys, there's something called inflation out there. And what you pay for today is most likely to cost more money in the future. I just want you to think about what you paid for your first car. Heck, even think about what you paid for your first house. Just think about that. Now, if you're 40 years old, obviously your first house, this is not going to work, right? But you think about what you paid for your car. Think about what you paid for your first house. Now, I want you to think about what you paid for your most recent car. Now, not the beater you bought for your kid or the one to run back and forth to work, but think about your the nice car you drive to church on Sunday. What did you pay for that? I'm going to guess it's probably more expensive than you paid for your first car. For some people, it might even be more expensive than they paid for their first house. And that's called, guess what? That's called inflation. Inflation's real. Like, we better make sure as we're beginning to think about our, our income plan and 
building a, a plan to make sure we have enough, enough money and we don't run out. We take a really hard look at inflation because inflation's real. It's going to be here uh, probably for the rest of your life. Then you've got to factor in something else. It's called taxes. And, um, you know, the old line goes, the only thing that's for sure is death and taxes. And uh, we don't like taxes, but they do exist. And reality is, is that I don't know how many trillions of dollars we have in debt, but it was like 26 or 27 trillion last time I looked at it. Like these are astronomical numbers. And if you think taxes are going to go down over the next 10 or 20 years, you know, I've got some oceanfront property in Arizona that would be awesome to put your mansion on. Because taxes are probably going to go up. We don't know this, like, right? I don't have a crystal ball. I don't work for Congress. But more than likely, taxes will go up. And you better factor what would happen to your income or your portfolio if taxes were to go up by five, just 5%, back to pre-Trump tax law status, because that can have a real impact on you. And with all this debt we have and all the debt we took on during the COVID crisis, this is uh, th- these are real issues that we're going to have to factor in and truly be aware of because it could get pretty scary for retirees if, if taxes were to go up by 10%. So once you've done that, so once you've taken a hard look at building your income plan and then uh, making sure that you have an inc- uh, a tax plan around it if taxes go up and you have an inflation plan, the next thing we want to do is look for cuts in that budget, guys. I mean, there's probably some things that you can tighten your belt on inside of your retirement plan. And if you can tighten your belt just a little bit, it can go a really long way in retirement. But what I don't want you to do is think that I'm suggesting you cut out all of the fun stuff. I mean, what fun would that be in retirement? You know, our whole thing is plan well and retire awesome. And retiring awesome is not about cutting out the things you really love. But you might find that hey, maybe you haven't called and renegotiated your car insurance rates lately and you can save some money doing that. Maybe you're on an old cell phone plan and you can get on a newer plan and have more data and pay less. These are the kind of things we can do in retirement to potentially would put you in a better financial footing. And that's what we're really talking about. It's not so much cutting out things you love. Like you should take your beach trip every year if that's really important to you. You should go to Hawaii or go to Mexico or go out west. All of these things are what make retiring worth retiring for. Otherwise, just work and earn a lot of money and take vacation and do that stuff. But no, we want to be able to do that. But we do want to think think to ourselves, look, are there things we can do that might save a little extra money and we can do other things? Because retirement's about cash flow. Like when you add all your money up, if you think about these in these terms, if you've got $6,000 a month coming in an in income and you only need to spend 5000 you have an overage of $1,000 every month you can do really cool things with. You can give it. You can save it. You can do anything you want with it or, or by the way, spend it, which is really fun too. So there's a lot of things you can do. So living below your means, I think that's really important as you're beginning to think about thing ways you don't run out of money. Now, Some other things around the investments as you begin to build your income plan and you have your investments. I'm not here to tell you how to invest, but you might think about investing a little differently than you did at 60 as opposed to 40. And 
you know, if the market were to drop 30% and you're 100% in the market relying on that for income, you might have a real problem. There's something called what's called sequence of risk returns. And all sequence of risk really means is the order at which your returns come in. And if they come in negative early in retirement, it can have a really negative impact on you. You just want to make sure that you have an income plan. So a lot of times what we do in our world is we like what we call bucket strategy. And on a bucket strategy, you might have some really conservative money in your war chest. And you might have in your in your growth and income bucket, you might have something that's kind of a little bit more moderate. And then on your growth bucket, you might have something else. So there's a lot of different ways to do this. But my point is, have some diversification in retirement. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't go out and buy the annuities that were sold at the state dinner and put all your money in annuities because you're scared to death. And don't all of a sudden go out and just buy the S&P 500 index fund and put all your money in that. Like Both of those are extremes. And we really want to stay away from those extremes when we're thinking about building our retirement plan. We really want to take a hard look at the options and tools that are out there and build a comprehensive plan to address our needs in retirement. I think that's what we're really getting after here. And that's what's going to lead you down the right way. All right. So once you've built your investment plan and once you've built your income plan and your budget, what else? Well, then you can really sit back and enjoy your retirement. But it doesn't truly end there. You might have to adjust along the way. You know, we've all seen markets go a bit crazy and haywire and things that we thought were going to happen have changed. I mean, let's, let's face this is that, you know, things are really unpredictable. And because of unpredictability, what could happen is you could build the most perfect plan that has ever been created. And then all of a sudden everything fail. You know, think about this. What happens if you're married and your spouse passes away early in retirement? Do you think there's going to be adjustments? Sure. Yeah, you better have a plan for that. You better be ready to make some adjustments on the way. Because one thing I know for sure is life is really constantly changing. And because there's change is constant, you better be prepared for it. So be ready to make changes along the way. Some other things you can do is adjust maybe working. You know, you might you might decide that when you run the numbers that delaying taking Social Security a year or two might lead to a lot more retirement income. Or using a pension claiming strategy might be better. Or working in a hybrid situation. And what a hybrid situation, that just means you're you're kind of working part-time, maybe three days a week, and you're like semi-retired. And semi-retired is better, I think, than um, than fully working, but probably not as great as being fully retired. But think about all these different tactics and tools you can do to help keep some income coming in. Now, one of the other things that I think is a risk, and it's really worth mentioning, is if you've built your plan and you have an income plan and you've done a budget and you've built an investment plan and you've really taken a look at all these ancillary risks that exist – If part of your income is a part-time job, so as you're like adding up all of your numbers and you're saying, okay, hey, I've got $4,000 coming from me and my wife's Social Security and another $1,000 coming from an annuity, and I've got $1,500 a month coming from a part-time job or consulting gig or whatever that is. Okay, great. That's awesome. That money's gravy. That does not get factored in. Uh, That's a risk. We do not want to factor in part-time income or money that comes from sources that are not, not, I'm not going to say not guaranteed because, you know, your rental house has value. And if the income stops, you could sell your house. But what I really mean is if it's coming from a, a job that you might not be able to do when you're 70 or 80, 
you know, that's one of these things where I don't really want to stake my retirement on this. I don't want to stake my plan on income that might go away at some point. I'd be really quite nervous about that because it's not something that, that's guaranteed in there. The other thing is, when I talk about adjustments, we we don't know what the market's going to do. So remember that when you build a financial plan, like the assumptions are built upon returns. So they're built upon what kind of expected rate of return are you going to get on your money. And if you get a smaller or a lower return than was forecasted in your plan, it could put your plan under a lot of pressure and it might not work. So I would just say that like, like life in general, you know, you might have been laid off or took a pay cut or, you know, things maybe didn't work out the way you had planned and just be ready to make some changes along the way. Does that mean it's going to be drastic where, you know, all of a sudden you go from, you know, $7,000 a month to income to 2500 Probably not. But it might mean some slight reductions in bad years and maybe some increases in good years. And the last thing I think that I'd throw out there is when you're doing your budget, people oftentimes forget about the big ticket items. Believe it or not, if you own a house, you're going to have to do work on it. Um, you know, we, we've got this uh, this house. We, we built the house back in 2014. So I designed it and had it built and had a custom builder that was a friend of mine come out and built it. And it was uh, like the the perfect house for my family, completely designed for our family of four. I've got two boys and my wife and it was awesome. And then we decided we wanted to move to the lake so we could be on the water and all that good stuff. And now I've got this house that is awesome, but it takes a lot of upkeep. And if you have a house, you're going to have to put a roof on or put a heat pump on or change your floors or fix plumbing or electrical. Like they don't work forever. They work until they don't. And you're going to have to factor in big ticket items. If you drive, guess what? You're going to have to replace a battery and put tires on your car and all these other things. So it's hard to factor in big ticket items, but make sure you budget that in. Make sure you budget in an extra $500 a month for upkeep of things because those are really real things. A lot of people miss that. The other thing people miss, guess what? You're going to have to pay for medical insurance in retirement most likely. Medicare is not free. It's just not. Medicare is not free. Your supplements are free. You're going to have to pay it out of pocket. A lot of people that are working, you've never had to write a check for health insurance and it just gets deducted. I'm not saying you don't pay for it. You, of course, do through payroll deduction. But when you're doing your budget, that's a that's a, a line item that's on top of everything you do. So that's one of those misses. So when you do your budget, this is the other retirement risk. Be real. Look, if you can tie all that together, if you can build a great budget, build an income plan, once you have your income plan, let let that drive your investment plan and then make sure you live a little bit below your means and just be willing to adjust. You're probably not going to run out of retirement or money in retirement. You're, you're going to more than likely have a desirable outcome. There's no guarantees in life. Like, like no financial advisor, no, no, your brother-in-law that works and knows everything about the, about the market that's ever existed, or at least he tells you he does, or the guy down the street, they, they don't like, there's no perfect scenario here. There's no guarantees something's going to work, but at least you can get the odds in your favor. And that's what we're talking about here. 
we have a challenge that we've put together that I think would really help most people out. It's called the retirement challenge. And it's one of these things where you can go out and it's, it's like five minutes. You can download a PDF on our website. And when you download the PDF, you can take it. Just make sure you're on the right track. We also have an awesome newsletter. So we've put together a newsletter with some really good information. We don't spam you ever. It's just once a week. So if you want the newsletter uh, or the retirement challenge, you can get it on our website at retirement planningguy.com. Again, retirement planning diet, retirement planning guy.com and just download the um, download the newsletter. And we'd love to send that out to you and download the retirement checklist and make sure you're on the right track. It's by the way, all both of these are completely complimentary. Uh, but more than anything, I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope you got something out of it. If you did, Leave us a good review. Uh, Those really help. We're trying to get the word out that we're a growing podcast. We're trying to deliver really good information. And we hope that you found value in this. Until next time, this is uh, Jim Martin, uh, the Retirement Planning Guy. We'll be back next week. We appreciate you joining us today for this episode of the Retirement Planning Guy podcast. Be sure to visit retirementplanningguy.com to access additional information, including our free retirement planning kit to help you live an awesome retirement. Take the first step to living the life you've always imagined with the Retirement Planning Guy. Opinions voiced in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives. Information provided is not intended as tax or legal advice. You are encouraged to seek tax or legal advice from an independent professional. We are not affiliated with Social Security or any governmental agency. New River Financial Group LLC is a registered investment advisor offering advisory services in the state of Virginia and other jurisdictions where exempted. New River Financial Group LLC doing business as Martin Wealth Solutions. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining value.